and we are back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. And what is going on, my good friends, this evening? Been a while. It has been. This is different. Yeah. Hey, does anyone, everyone remember that voice? <coughs> yeah. A couple months. Yeah, yeah it, has. it has been. So, guys, uh, it's been a while since we've done this. Chad uh, and I did sneak one in. You guys had one we did, in between. Yeah, we did eh? a Captain. We, we talked to Captain Pete. Yeah. Can you turn mine up a little, not, a little bit? There you go. Good. Yeah, Perfect. Nobody awesome. can hear Mark. I can hear my, yeah. my headphones. I can't hear it. Sound good. <laughs> this is our first time. Okay. <laughs> Sound good. Check mic one, two. I was saying, this would make a really good smallmouth fly. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I, I don't like how big the hook I put it on. Yeah. But. Don't worry about that. I tied that when I went was going striper fishing. Perfect for faster water. We need to get down quicker. Yeah. So, uh, tonight's show being brought to you by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. A-Rex Hooks. Fresh and salt water. Find A-Rex Sims Fishing. SimsFishing.com. Tonight's show is being recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at UrbanFlyCompany.com. Yeti. Book for the wild. Queen City Guiding. Our buddy Ryan Evans at QueenCityGuiding.com. And Down to Earth Wealth Management. Call Frank. Not the bank. Yes, sir. So, man... It's been forever since we've been behind these microphones. What's been going on, Mark? Have you uh, have you been out guiding anyone or any people? Not a lot of guiding. A little bit, not a lot. A lot of fishing. Uh, it's been a lot of tying. A lot of tying. Oh my god, the tying's been yeah ridiculous. So that's been a good thing. A lot of new stuff going out saltwater. Um, it's been kind of main thing lately. Seems like a lot of people are doing a lot of striper fishing. Is that what the main yeah. go to is? Striper and smallie, and it seems like from what I hear, I mean Michigan area is good but everybody else is dealing with the same stuff we are no, like a water. no water yeah I so salt water wise has been what's that i saw torgy was getting ready mm-hmm. he he nice musky wise yeah. yeah them guys are still doing good yeah he, he he got a nice little package there at his he got house. a couple fish yeah. yeah he's got a few lately um but yeah striper wise has been that's been kind of nuts have you been on since you've uh what is that the uh don't want the lead eyes bigger bigger fly river pig yeah You've been on since you've been running that one mm-hmm. heavy? No, I put the river pig out and the topwaters. Them ones came out here recently, too. So, have Has anyone uh, given any feedback with success with the topwater? Topwater-wise, no. River pig-wise, yeah. yeah. That's like a regular. seems like that fly there is now. Everybody's kind of realizing you can just fish it with everything. Throw it. You can fit that thing on a floater and it fishes great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Just rip it across and they juke, jive, dart all over. Yeah, you kind of figured that out. Uh, winter creek fishing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it was good on a floating line yep but smallmouth wise though we had a hell of a smallmouth run up until this low water came and now it's at a point where we're yeah, three quarters of the water we can't even float with a raft but up until i mean mornings that's what i was telling you earlier like, mornings were tough first two hours of the morning were good pike time smallmouth wise no but then like 10 o'clock came 10 11 o'clock from there till three four it was lights out good and then evening wise it petered off back again so I don't know. You guys been getting out local? Nope. No. <laughs> Not locally. Ever since the low, low water, I mean, we noticed even, you know, we fish the hybrids a lot and noticed they've shut off a lot. Jace has been down there. I just talked to him the other day. He's not here tonight, but he says he's been down here and there, you know, throw a little bit here and there and nothing, nothing, no hybrids. He said they're all gone. People are putting them on stringers at, at midnight. <laughs> Floyd the Pussy Magnet's been harvesting them yep, all. Yep, yep. Yeah, they're not there anymore, so I don't know. So I don't know. It's, it's been tough down there. Even, like, me and Mark, we were just all talking. The, the, the smallmouth on that area, in that area, I'm that, a walk that, on, in it. on I, that river, yeah. on our river, has been... I've been there three days a week, <laughs> and, and literally Barely. the last 
week and a half, two weeks, I'm like, I'm not even bothering for smallmouth. I'm no. going straight for carp. It's like it's just it's pointless. Yep. They haven't been where they normally are, and where they are, I mean, you can't, you can't walk into it. I took my buddy there. It was probably a month or so ago, and I'm we're talking. He's throwing everything. This is he gear, gear fishes. Yeah. yeah, he's a gear fisherman. So we're talking. We're throwing Ned rigs, tubes. I mean, bullet weights, you know, we're everything you mark bouncing off the bottom. Any way you could think we tried to fish everything. I didn't see a fish on the fly. Uh, and he, we probably five, six smallmouth, maybe. And the crazy part is, that's is a I've big been ass float. That's a long float. I was very disappointed. Uh, we caught a few of the rando weird fish that kind of, you know, made the day a little bit better. Got but fish wall. Uh, yes. Like yeah. But we had gone the day before and caught a bunch. But, you know, that was it, our river's just been weird. And the crazy part is, is I've been living on four or five other bodies of water, and it's been polar opposite. They fish just like you normally would. Really? You know, I mean, they've been, you know, obviously at that, even when they've been fishing good up till recent, they were low, and you'd have to really fish them tough. I mean, we went a lot smaller, went to longer leaders, definitely went a lot lighter. I mean, I was fishing eight pounds, which for me is... I mean, we're breaking fish off. I'm not used to that crap. Yeah, no, no, we don't throw streamers with eight pounds. <laughs> no, so, but it, it was still working. And a lot of the times, if you just sat there and just didn't do nothing, then the fish would kind of like, you start, I mean, they knew you were coming in. You find then, yourself dead drifting you start, in that time a lot at all, or are you still stripping? Still stripping, but more swinging, if anything. Not dead drifting, but swinging. And then you'd see a couple fish shuffle around a log, or you'd see a couple fish shuffle around here, and then you throw out in front of them and they come and eat. I mean, they're doing what they were supposed to do, and they were in the areas they were supposed to be. But one thing I did notice this year was I we had no luck in the deeper parts of all of the water. Like you would get like the bigger poles, you would be good up into the kind of the softer sides, up into the shallows at the fronts of them. As you got down into them, not at all. You can dredge it, you can throw it on top, you can throw it through the middle. As soon as you got to the back end where that pole started to belly out at, it was lights out from the belly out to the back end of it. So I think it just had so much to do with our receding water, and then fish could just sit back there, and they knew as it was getting lower, they'd inch up. Yep. But you'd inch, like you'd anchor into the freaking middle of the pool and just fish it down below you, way down, and it was phenomenal. Mm. But if you tried fishing it like we normally would at good water, they were not there at all. It was crazy because I just kept beating my head against the wall, and then, all right, well, they're going to be here. And then you stop there, and there they were. <clears throat> so it was just... Once you transitioned to where they kind of had shifted, it was was different. They were there and they fished well, and then we never got rain. Yeah, awesome. yeah, we never got rain. No. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure tough. they're sitting back into there now, and good luck. I mean, you can s- being someone who's uh, waiting for the chanterelles to start popping. We need rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that storm we got today was real nice. We dropped yeah. about eight drops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got, I got. I was driving home from uh, Bofin fishing today, and. I got poured on sideways, but I was I was up north a little higher, so. Well, that's good. At least I got a little bit there. We built a, uh, oh, I'm blanking out. My daughter got a, uh, what are the things you hang on? You, uh, zip line. line. Zip, zip line. There we go. Well, like full blank there. We built a zip line with a, uh, like a big platform around it. You know, it was just enough to, like, get us in the house for about five minutes and then it quit. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't been outside much today after uh after about two o'clock, just what we woke up at seven to work some dogs, start drinking at seven, <laughs> drank till noon. Fuck, man, I am running on empty. We should be listening to Jackson Brown right now. 
<laughs> Bobby Glazier's a good guy. I love I love that guy. He asked me if I'd fax him the pictures of his dog today. <laughs> fax him. Can you fax them to me, Chad? Nice. Chad, I'm not Is he that, legit? I'm not no, that professional, joking. sir. He was joking. <laughs> yeah, I ended up with one of them. Dog. A fax machine. Yeah. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, went fishing and Whatever happened dog. with that? He's still at my house. It's still your house? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's it's your dog. Made, he's made himself comfortable now. <laughs> he's your dog. Ain't any ass and all. How's, oh, he, yeah. how's he get along with Sugar? Um, oh, he wants to play with Sugar. Sugar wants to rip his face off. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. all awesome. Part for the curve. He sniffs her. her. Yeah. Sniffs her, does the air hump. And then <laughs> she, she snaps at him, and that's, yeah. No, she doesn't get along with him any better than anybody else that tries to get along with Sugar. <laughs> she likes about five people and hates everyone else. She's yeah, old. She's like and, me. Yeah, she's old and fat and just doesn't want messed with. But no, I got to the creek and literally as soon as I pull in, put the truck in park, I look over and his dog jumps up on the side of the truck. Get. <laughs> get out of the truck. Try to get him to go. It's not the first time I've seen a dog, you know, obviously not a lot, but it's happened five or six times. Usually they run away. Yeah. So he doesn't. I kind of get to the water, shoo him off. And the next thing I know, he's right back with me. Uh, and he's I, sitting on a rock. I know Mark. Mark wants nothing to fucking have to do with a dog while he's fishing. Yeah, you've been on this the water. This is a nuisance. Yeah. You've, oh, I, I, we've spent a been ton of time on the water when, when I've ran into the dog. Uh, yeah, any dog. Like, yeah. get, get out of here. We're trying to fish here. Goddamn a dog. <laughs> Scram, <So> asshole. <laughs> he comes up and sits on the rock with me for a little bit. And then that's kind of what I got to after that. I gave him like five minutes. I'm like, all right, now you got to get home. Get wherever you're going. He's got a collar on. He's got a flea collar. He's groomed, but he's, like, extremely malnourished. He takes off running away. And I fish for, like, an hour and a half, come back, not thinking anything of it. He's laying under the bed of my truck. Oh, now i got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you could just run him over. He yeah. smelled you. I'm so surprised like, you didn't back over him. And he, like, as soon as I get there, he's, like, all happy. And I'm, like, all right, this is a nice dog. He's smart. He's not, like, I, I, he's like a good-looking dog. Yeah, he's a very good-looking dog. I mean, he's either almost all husky or silver shepherd or something of that nature, but he's definitely like a mix Looks of like like a husky shepherd. shepherd. He's yeah. Like, so at that point, I called the cops, and I was like, hey, here's what's going on. And he's like, well, unfortunately, because right now at the moment, he goes, I have one person on. Humane Society isn't open. I can't send anyone down. He's like, it's your call, your discretion. All right. All right, I'm running him over. This <laughs> <laughs> point, my guy, getting the truck. You didn't have your carrying conceal on you? No. <laughs> so I throw him in the truck, pukes. Like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I am so surprised. Man, clean when, up. When, when do we, where, where's the mark we left? This is the new mark. Yeah, the, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa what, where so the wait, no, where this did you gets, get heart? This gets better. <laughs> I clean the puke up. I start back up the road, and there's the mail person. Talk to me, hey, this dog, no, they have this dog, they have this dog. Next, come up, here's the post lady. Perfect. No, they got this dog, they got this dog. So I drive on every street, get to the end, there's a guy mowing. He's like, hey, we're up the road, there's a lady, works from Humane Society. So I get up there, can't find anything out. Start back home, pukes again. I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So I'm like, all right. My wife's like, just put him in a bed. I'm like, yeah, he would be fine in a bed. So I throw him in a bed, next thing I know, he's hanging over the side of the bed, scratching the side of the truck off. I'm like, all right. Back in the truck. Back in the truck. Pukes again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're almost home. You leave it. So I get it back, and I tried everything. 
I mean, I want to put a thing up on Facebook, went through humane society. Yeah, societies. our wife went absolute apeshit over it, and they, they shared it with everybody, and then it got shared a million times over. And, and, and honestly, based off of, like, how that dog looks now and how it looked when I got him, and the fact of, like, I can count every rib in him, something wasn't right there. And he is, he's got his, you know, I mean, for 90% of the time, it's, like, amazing, perfect dog. I mean, he'll just chill right there with his great, and then he has his wound up. So he's got, like, his nipping. And, but the weird part is, is he freaking loves kids. Like, we took him over to my mom and dad's. And we had, like, a four-year-old niece comes over, and he, like, runs over. He's licking her face. Really good around kids. <laughs> so it's, like, something's not right. Like, he was around someone, and I think someone just dropped him. You know, they, they had him, had a kid, or he was too much. Because he can't eat him. He's a handful, but maybe, his, ho- maybe his house blew up in a meth accident. That could be. Well, you know. I, I mean, mean, I got a permanent ramrod now. This freaking dog is up my ass. <laughs> hey, he has the worst. So, here's how the story gets better. Huge cage. Okay, we've got a metal cage. Put him in on the one night that we leave. Come home. Completely blew the door off. Oh, yeah. Busted the welds. Bent the whole thing out. He's a German Shepherd. Husky. Okay. So, last night, we leave. What's he weigh? Like, probably He's about 70 pounds right sure. now and okay. probably about nine months old. He's a doozy. <laughs> so, last night, I take it. I put the face of it against the wall. I push the couch against it. There's only a doorway in the backside. So I push an ottoman against that, and I put two ottomans of 15-pound weights on the other side. You ain't going anywhere. Get home. It's there at the door. How? How did you get out? <laughs> there is literally five inches between the ottoman that this 70-pound dog, he, like, turned into a mouse and squeezed out of it. He's like an Somehow, octopus. <laughs> and I'm standing there looking at it. I'm like, I call my wife over. I'm like, I-, I don't see any difference as to where we left it. It is completely the same way we left that thing. So your and wife somehow absolutely hates him? He's squeezed out. No, she loves him. But I'm sure. I'm it, joking. It, but, like, as soon as I, like, leave the room, it's... It's Harry Houdini. He's right with me. I mean, he like, I can't go anywhere. And then I leave, and he goes bananas, and... As long as I'm there, he's 90% of the time really good, and then I leave, and he's just... Do you take him fishing at all? Mm, I did once, and he completely ripped my legs out from underneath me, slammed <laughs> my head off the bank, and my wife happened to be close. I'm like, hey, come come grab this dog. Come grab this asshole. Yeah. This, Would you have a leash on him still? I had a leash on me, and I took something out of my bag and unscrewed the lid off of it, and boom, out goes my feet, and there he goes across the water, and I'm sliding. <laughs> so... But, yeah, I mean, all in all, I can't complain. I'm lucky to, you know, that he is the way he is because he was trained well. And for the most part, he's, he's housebroken unless I'm not there. If he is, if I'm not there, he could take the pee in the house. Hmm. But other than that, holds it all night. Goes So he was definitely, I mean, only happened for a couple of weeks. Sure. He was definitely trained, but I don't know. So yeah. I got him. Yeah, hey. Got him now. Yeah, and, like, again, you're, you know. I'm sure your wife and daughter were just elated to have another pet in the house. That's usually the way they works. Yeah, it was kind of one of them deals where it's like, all right, well, he's he can't, I don't know, couldn't see it doing any differently. So it's like, all right, well, is what it is. I guess you're never in a right position to add another one, but that's worked out. Never good timing. Mm -mm. Dr. Adams pulling up at the table. Yeah, it sounds like someone uh, fell coming through the doorway. <laughs> I saw you weren't sober enough to pull your truck away earlier. Hello, hello. Did your wife bring you back now, or did you drive? She brought me back. This is my my version of an open and closing the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Did you drink any more today? You gotta get closer to the mic. All day. 
<laughs> all day. <laughs> yeah, we opened it this morning, but uh, I, I was done after you left. Yeah, I've been on a boat drinking. <laughs> Not a fishing boat, just a, a lounging kids, somewhat kid-friendly boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go, buddy. Oh. Some bowfin. Today is Sunday, July 24th. Uh, Pennsylvania second doe tags go out tomorrow. So anyone who's listening to this, this is a reminder to you. Already? Yeah. Man. Yeah, I mean, I can go over the bowfin a little bit more. Yeah, I don't go know for if it. I talked about it today. We got a, oh, quite a while to go. We, we usually talk a lot longer. I know. Jeez, this 10 minutes took for fucking ever. It feels like, like an eternity. It's because we were talking about Mark's heart. Touche. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> but it was, it was fun. <laughs> My cousin doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to fishing. At, I'm, I'm talking like not just fly fishing. We're talking about fishing. In general. Generalized fishing. I mean, he doesn't that, know who Bill Dance not is. That he doesn't. He, he knows. He knows. And he fished with us when we were kids a little bit and fished here and there, but not like we fish. And you know, uh, he's gotten a car accident when he was younger. So was, he's been on the show a couple times. He has. He's said a few words. Uh, if, if, you, if anybody follows closely, is Chef Shane or Shane, whatever, my cousin Shane. He's been around here and there. But uh, I took him out fishing today. He's wanted to get more into the fishing. And the smallmouth creek that we went to when Chad and I were in Tennessee was kind of blown out. And I wanted to take him there because I felt that was – he has a little, few disabilities, broken legs. You know what I mean? Don't, doesn't really move around too, too well. So I wanted to have him down there. I felt like he would have been able to walk through there and cast and been fine. They kind of got blew out, so we you know, did whatever we did. But I, so I felt terrible. I wanted to get him out fishing. So this weekend I'm like, hey, you want to go for bowfin? You know, I know I don't know how about how you well you do on the raft. He's a he's a big boy. He's six four. You know, three hundred fifty pounds. So I said I'm like, hey, let's get on the green belt. We'll go out for bowfin. That's fun. You know, it's cool, easy enough to do. You know, you can go out. We'll have a good time. It's a cool little boat. Yeah, and it's a cool little boat. The boat's sturdy enough, and you know, I mean, just it's it's balanced enough to hold somebody. So we got out there and today, and dude, perfect. You got you have right. it all yourselves today. What's that? Did you have it all yourself today? Yep. Nice. Yeah, I mean, a couple on the bank after we had, uh, way after we got there, though. We were all the way on the other side by then. So, um, got up early, got early, early was way better. Hmm. You know, usually we'd seen, you know, usually mid to later was better, but man, early was great. It seemed like right off the bat, fish, fish coming in, you know. Could be too, that storm rolling in too. Mm-hmm. He was using a spinner bait, a head on for him. They worked really well last time I was there uh, with my other buddy who's gear fisherman and spinnerbait, man. Spinnerbait, spinnerbaits. I was throwing flies, and right off the bat, I, I hook a, a largemouth bass, the first one we've ever seen there. And I we figured there'd be a bajillion at this spot, you know. I'm like, how isn't there just 100 largemouth everywhere, you know? Every other cache I would figure would be largemouth, but... So I finally caught, we caught one of the, I caught one of those. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a good day. All right, all right. We're starting to see, we're seeing them come up and, you know... We were seeing fish roll on top and stuff, so I kind of was like... All them golden shiners. Yeah, I saw somebody there yesterday. I don't know if either you guys follow, uh, but he caught a giant snapping turtle out of there. And so this is a funny-looking bowfin. Hmm. uh, But it it was huge. I mean, huge. Like, uh, 15 by... At least 15 by 15, or maybe even bigger than that. It was was a giant, giant one. He kept it native, but we kept going. We got going through, and... uh, he ha- he rolled one. He rolled one. Had it roll all the way to the boat, 
And I had never seen one do that. You know, we hadn't had many follows ever there. Mm. No. Came up and he just pulled it out of the water, you know, nice and slow. My co- and I don't know, my cousin doesn't really know what he's doing, so he just pulls it up out of the water real nice and slow. And I'm like, there was a, there was a fish behind that. <laughs> like, my head, you know, I'm ready to explode. And, uh, but I'm like, wow, I've never seen one follow. I'm like, you had one follow in all the way to the boat. So, all right, that's a good sign. I'm like, that's, that's awesome, you know, and had another follow. And then, uh, he hooked one. And, he didn't. He didn't give her, you know, enough. You, I was like, you got to crank it into these fish's faces. They're hard. Like it's, you know, you really better rip it in there. And he's like, yeah, it was my fault. That was my fault. So damn right it was, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, but he was having fun. At this point, he's having fun. You know, he's seeing fish. He's, you know, he's having a good time. And way more fun than you're having. Yes, because I'd only <laughs> caught that bass, and I'm like, I haven't seen a fucking bluefin yet. I'm like getting pissed, and. uh uh, next thing you know, he hooks something. Boom! The first one got him that he lost. It got him hooked up in some of the weeds, and it got, you know, a little loose tension. And he's pulling and yanking and, and reeling, like, you know, with the yanking and pulling motion more than to just hold tension and reel, you know what I mean, and dig down. And, again, just in no knowledge in whatsoever. Yeah. But uh, the next one he hooked good, and he had it. It got, you know, and it, this thing went, and it, his drag was a little looser than it maybe could have been. That's probably my fault. <laughs> But, uh, man, this fish just, I mean, it ate him up. It was so much fun. He was having a fucking ball. It's, it fought hard. And it was a decent-sized bowfin uh, for the ones we catch there. And I've seen a few bigger, but it was, it was a good size. And uh, it was just digging, dude. I'm like, don't let it go under the boat. Don't let it go under the boat. It goes straight underneath the boat. Ah. And it's just digging, like, <laughs> digging the rod into the side of the boat and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I got to, like, pull back out, pull back out. You, you said, let it go under the boat? Yeah. Oh, let, yeah. And I'm like, no, pull back out. You know, and he ran a couple more times, and he got in the net. And you know what they do when they get in the net. It barrel rolled like 7,000 times. They, they they start fighting as soon as you hook them, and they stop when they're back in the water. Yeah. They'd never quit the whole time. Well, it was cool, because as soon as this one barrel rolled 700 times and took its own the, the hook out of its mouth in itself, it calmed down. As soon as the hook was out, it was cool. It was cool, calm, collected. My cousin's like, where do I grab this thing at? I said, anywhere but the mouth. Lip it, just like a bass. Uh, yeah, anywhere but the mouth. <laughs> so, you know, he got a he got a nice bear grip on it, you know, and but hey. When you know, we'll we'll grab him how we want, but you know, he got bear gripped and that thing was a chubby fish. Yeah, it was a big one. It was a good one. So he was happy. He was he was elated at this point. You could tell uh he it mangled, mangled the, the one ounce spinner I had on. Just, I mean, it was bent every which way. Spinners up around, like where you tie your uh, line to it. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just in, in shambles. I cut it off real quick, and he was tying his line back on. And man, he could just see his hands were shaking yeah. a little bit, you know. <laughs> That's and, good. That's you know, good. yeah. So that was, it was funny. He said his heart was still pumping, and you know, I was like, that's that's why we come out here because it does the same shit to us, and. That's what, what it, makes it so much fun. What do the teeth look like on those things? Enough. Yeah, like piranhas. Yeah. 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 A lot. Short, yeah. small. Short, yeah, yeah, like the pyramid like, yeah, shape. Like, Short, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, real sharp and uh-huh. small. Yeah. I could show you a frontal picture, but yeah, I mean, they're... Full frontal? Yeah, full frontal. <laughs> <laughs> Very small and sharp. There, there might be a fish in it, too. Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to put your mouth, your hand in your mouth, though. So, uh-huh. so but, good time. I love them. When we're done with this topic, uh, even my savior in the last few weeks since we've had low water. Yeah, there's a great fish for that. Yep, water's starting to 
warm them up and they're coming to the top and being real active. I still want to get one on a popper. Threw buzz bait for a little while today too. Nothing. Nothing. I was up there one day. A guy was gear fishing with a popper and got a few. I would love to catch one on top. I but that was the same way, I though. Do. I remember him saying he got them all right at first light. Mm-hmm. Like a pop R popper or like a frog or? I don't know what it was. I just know it was t- I, I was watching. It was just, it wasn't fast moving. It was just pop, pop. I but it was popping frog. like an actual popper, though, not like a frog. It wasn't like skittering like a okay. frog. It was an actual pop to it. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, like a popper, like a skitter pop, something like that. Yeah. It was like throwing off a bit, and then he paused and then throw it off a bit. And I didn't see him hook up, but he had... He had bass on, I think. He had caught a bass through there. Nice one, too. I did say that. But, yeah, I mean, they were, he got them on top. So, I mean, they're definitely, I think, doable. I think I'd like to try that sometime here. Just start mm-hmm. throwing poppers out there early in the morning for them. Mm-hmm. But uh, people say they taste great. Mm-hmm. I've heard that as well. Uh, See, I've heard the opposite. I've heard I, they're mushy. Man. I wonder if it doesn't depend on time of year then. Sure. In, in heat, you know, once yeah. they get to a certain temperature. Just like because anything. I, I don't, I don't re- know if I'm hundred percent, but I do vaguely remember they said the earlier the better, mm-hmm. and that could be they just get so. Water's gonna be ninety degrees. No, oh, yeah. no, up there, no, it was uh, seventy-four point six. Mark, yeah. I had my, uh, I had my Lawrence on and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was surprised. I was like, I imagined it to be like eighty-two. Like I told my cousin Shane, I was talking to him today on the boat. And I'm like, it's only seventy-something degrees in here. I'm like, man, that's colder than. Our local river. Yeah, but I bet if you went 15 feet to the right of either side, it would be warmer. Because you have a consistent shade. Yeah. I mean, just through that channel, mm-hmm. it was it was cool. It wasn't as bad. Yeah. At 12 feet, I mean, you know. Yeah, I was surprised, too. Cool, cool. They were moving around, so it was fun to see. So, Mark, you falling off the deep edge on these D&Ds here? Bad. I, I like them. I like them a lot. Have you ever caught a fish on a fucking blue fly? You know what the funny thing is? No, and I had them feathers. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. So I took it, and I caught two pickerel at that night. Oh, okay. There you go. So <laughs> yeah, yes. That's the first time I have. <laughs> and literally, I, it was just because I had it, and I was like, you know what? I want to see how it does with the feathers, but I don't want to waste anything good. So that's why I did blue, because I never really used blue. You had all that material. Yeah. <laughs> I did a cotton candy out of it, and yeah, sure enough, it did. I caught two fish that night. <laughs> you can see, I had to, still got the... Line attack. I, yeah. I knew you swam it. Yeah. Now, this one, the tanning uh, yellow and gold, oh, that's been, that's what I was telling you. This is the one that's been on fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everywhere we've been going, that fly's been putting fish that, in the That's boat. the fire color, Mark. It's just, it. you know, it, it hits a different, because of all the flies I tie, the majority of them are either uh, like a swim style, you know, glide bait or their jig or something of that nature. So it throws a whole other aspect into it. Sure. Now you got one that's digging, hitting a couple different columns. It's erratic and with. Being low, been fishing a lot more down and away, and it's a great fly to fish down and away. I mean, it's just, you can fish it down and away, you can fish it slow, you can fish it from back down to you, but it really fishes good if you're quartering away with a little bow in the line, like a sink three or something like that, and just let that thing just dig and work, and it, it fishes its best. Still stripping it like you're jerking a gerbil? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, I was saying, like, the bigger ones, like, if I'm doing, like, a five-inch, like, a three-odd hook, you can go a little further with them, and they just wander further. They'll just. But the neat part I've noticed with them is you can learn how you're to really work them by just based off of, like, if you can see them, if they start to spin, you're putting too much. Whether it's too long, typically it's too long. You can, you know, strip as hard as you want with them. They're just going to kick more erratic. But if it's too long, they'll just spin. Take a little bit off, and then you could just, you'll see them get right back on track, and they'll just start going the way that they were. I put some keel weights in a couple of them on a hook bend. Yeah. And you could strip the shit out of them. I bet. 
mm-hmm. that would probably be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, they won't. I I find some of them spin as well. Mm-hmm. Like I, and the unholy like and everything. That's where I've got to work with on them ones. Like the unholies, I notice. Like once you start taking out and putting like the um, craft fur and a different type of fiber there, they did they do spin a little more. The lighter materials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the keel weight helped that. Rain it. Yes, it is. Haha! Yes. Uh-huh. I knew I put my windows up for a reason. Do a rain dance. But yeah, they've been kind of doing good. They're nice little addition to the arsenal. As I was saying, it peps up kind of for fall and winter times and new options of fishing wise too. Yep, absolutely. You guys want to talk about training dogs for a second? Yeah, absolutely we do. So Adam's buddy brought a dog over this morning. Was she eight months old? Yeah. He wants trainer for uh to be a duck dog. Our buddy Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. Bobby G, shout out. Yeah. So Yeah. It's been it's been fun. It's been fun. He's been he's a, a bit of a city boy. Now he's a, he's a good country boy, but he lives down in the suburbs right now. And He's been bringing her up the past several weeks. We introduced her to some gunfire with some 22 starter pistol and then 22, uh, just regular 22 rounds, then brought in the 20 gauge, started shooting some doves or pigeons, and she's kind of done everything right step by step, just taking her slow and easy, and, and we had our other buddy, Adam. Wait, which Adam? Ratchet. Ratchet Adam, Ratchet not Adam. you. Yeah. No, Jay. We have we have Fancy Adam and Ratchet Adam. Yeah. Oh, this is Fancy Adam over here. <laughs> <laughs> this is Doctor Adam. It doesn't get any more fancy than Doctor, yeah. right? <laughs> but yeah, so Adam had some frozen birds, so Bobby was elated to to have that option for training, and the plan was to get Maple in the water today. And you it know, didn't take long at all. It Did not take long. We pulled up. Crack some breakfast beers, breakfast drinks, and we're having a good time. Maple was running around in the first 15 minutes, got in the water on her own. Yeah. Um, and oh shit, yeah, it was smooth sailing from there. She jumped off the dock a couple times, was in the water basically the entire morning. Are we calling that jumping? Yeah, yeah, pushing, <laughs> pushing. <laughs> she was close enough. <laughs> well, she'll get there. Ollie was the same way when, yeah. when he first started. Yeah. Like I said, it, it's hard and intimidating for them. Yeah. That's pretty high. Yeah, that's a that's a high dock. It's kind of angled upwards, and uh, yeah, big drop off. But she did great. And then we had, uh, you know, we saw some dog love, immediate teenage dog love. <laughs> Ollie was in love, yeah. <laughs> or he might have been in lust. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what's the difference? That, that's what we'll call yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, they they seem to have gotten along very well, uh-huh. and uh, uh-huh. they're both doing good. Yeah, Man. yeah, they did, they did. So. so I was impressed with uh with how good Maple was for being eight months old. Yeah, for sure. It was yeah, it should be a good duck season this year. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to get out too. Get some. Uh, we yeah. only need ducks now. Yeah. That's all. That's the only thing. We just need some water. No big deal. Just yeah. ducks. We just need to find <laughs> ducks. <laughs> and then we need to be, be able to hit the ducks. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Which is uh, that's all on us. Right. <laughs> so, well, hey, do we? Well, want- I do have a good spot for that. We'll see, man. I think there's going to be ducks there. We'll see how many other guys are there. Hey, where'd you get this? Is In the mine? fridge from from weeks and weeks ago that nobody knew about? All right, I steal my own beer. Uh, wait, <laughs> I have to. Don't you? Don't, don't. Wait, wait. You got one of my cold si- seltzers, and I'm drinking piss warm shit out of a bucket? Well, <laughs> this was in the fridge that we had had there from a couple weeks ago. 
God damn it, Chad. Mine's fucking warm. Stop <laughs> drinking my fucking beers, man. I only have so many. I thought it was... I should have brought more. You drink that and give me that. No, I want this first, and then I'm going to drink this, too. Uh, God damn it, you... So, I say we're going to take a break, and then uh, come back with our guest, John Bates. Sound good to everyone? Yeah, go steal your own ranch water. All right, guys. <laughs> You dick. And we are back with John Bates. What's going on, brother? How are you doing this evening? Good. I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're doing great tonight, man. So, uh, hey, John, can you fill everyone in a little bit about yourself um, That for people that don't know who you are? Sure. I'm uh, John Bates. I'm from Central PA, from an old coal town. Uh Fishing-wise, there's not much around other than the Susquehanna River, which is the closest, about 20 minutes away for me. Um, but I am centrally located for most of PA's better trout streams. Uh, Spring Creek, Fishing Creek, uh, well, actually both Fishing Creeks. Um, just majority of the better streams i can get to within an hour hour and a half so i'm in a good location for that john first and foremost you need to delete that picture half naked picture you got of my fat friend on your instagram because you got a bunch of beautiful flies on here and that boy does not deserve to be on that instagram with that with all those beautiful flies um but uh hey tell us a little bit about uh how you got your starts into fly fishing and you know where why you are where you are now um well my father didn't fish or nothing so just me and my brother uh when he started driving we were able to get around because our oh, i'll back up a little bit when we first started it was basically we went got dropped off at the creek uh one of the put and take ones by our house and we would we had fly rods that's what we used um don't even know where we got them from but we had that, so we fished a little bit of live bait at first. And, you know, catching fish, you kind of get bored. So we had fly rods. Let's learn how to do it. So we went. One of the local sports shops actually sold flies. We picked some up and started from there. And then within a year or two, we were just basically fly fishing on our own. Uh, the only way we learned is picking up some Joe Humphrey books from the library, which is about all they had. So it was a lot of trial and error. Um, once my brothers start driving, then we were able to get to better streams and do a lot more wild fish fishing and everything. Speaking of Joe Humphreys and you know, where you live, you're kind of close to him. Did you ever get the chance to meet up with him? I've seen him at shows in that, yes. Nice. I've talked to him several times. So back when you were first getting started and you are buying flies from the, uh, from the local store, were you, buying, were you buying dry flies or nymphs, or what, what was your go-to when you first started? Uh, Mickey Finn. Mickey Finn's? Uh, yep, Mickey Finn was the first, and Mother Minnows. Nice. Yep. So, here's a little rant I have. Mother Minnows, they look so good. They're such a classic fly. I've never caught a fish on one. <clears throat> okay, there, there is a secret to the Mother Minnow. Um, what is it? Please explain it. <laughs> when the water's high in chocolate, all the fish move over to the side of the banks. You throw on a mother minnow, 
let it swing into the bank and then strip it up, I guarantee you're going to hit fish. Really? Got to yep. throwing a black woolly bugger then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like, in that time, was you so I know a lot of that was, like, the midges and the bamboos. Was that all, like, fiberglass in? Or did you... Um, Right now, yeah, I'm mostly in the fiberglass. My yep. brother makes bamboo rods, um, so he's fished them. A lot of guys I fish with fish bamboo. Um, I went through spurts. I've had times when I was fishing that I would just do nothing but dry fly. So I spent like three years, and I learned a lot then because most of the time you're sitting on the bank just looking and watching. Mm-hmm. So I was able to pick out and see what fish were doing at different times of the day and without hatches and that, and just studied the water. So three years of maybe being able to fish uh, 20 times, I learned a lot. <laughs> it's funny but, you say that because I was telling these guys earlier with rowing a lot more now, I'm standing on top of the rower seat and I'm learning as much, doing more doing that than I have in years of fishing, just watching the fish and just sitting there anchored just with low water and just taking time and watching them and, yep. and learn a significant amount more, just paying attention and casting and spooking after you catch a fish or two yeah i do uh any of my free time even if i'm not fishing i like to be around water it doesn't matter if it's ponds lakes streams rivers anything that i can watch and see what's going on so when when did you get around to uh to start tying your own flies um i started probably 10th grade and that was a lot of trial and error. Just, you know, we ended up getting the books. I think the Orvis Index was one of my better books. That and um, the Art of Beginning Fly Tying. Those indexes in that book really, really helped me at first. So, because, you know, back then there was no internet, computers, anything else. You had to just kind of pick and choose and hope you picked up the best that you could. How'd you watch YouTube videos if there was no internet? Yeah. I, I it would have made it a lot easier back then if there was YouTube. My, my, no son asked me, shit. my son asked me that the other day. He said, how'd you watch YouTube with no internet, Dad? <laughs> I said, it didn't work like that. Very but. carefully. We rode our bikes. Yeah. <laughs> we rode our bikes. <laughs> oh, man. So the, the flies that you're tying now are more more like classic streamers, like the Mickey Finn that you said before, correct? Yes. Yep. Where uh, where did you get the inspiration to, to want to tie those, or is it just from the uh, the want to fish that style of fly? Um, I've always had bucktails in my arsenal, but like one of my favorite flies that I always used for a long time was uh, just a white small white marabou streamer. And... Uh, I could go and I'd throw that streamer anywhere and catch fish. It was one of them that always worked for me and everything else. So when I wanted to get into the streamer game, you know, I went, uh, started following Gunnar Brammer and that, and just doing all the bigger stuff in that. And working with that bucktail there, I thought, you know, I should just really cut out everything else because I just have so many boxes of dry flies, nymphs, and everything else that. I don't even use anymore. Um, but 
I could carry two boxes with me of bucktails and have enough to fish every day, no matter what condition, and I'd be fine. So I just, uh, that and Fred Klein's work, uh, Grizzly King, mm -hmm. he, uh, his work too, put a lot of inspiration on me and kind of pushed me into that direction of just doing the classic bucktails and that. So with the smaller streamer style, like, uh, like the flies that you're tying, are you throwing those on the majority of the time on floating lines with long leaders or are you um, intermediate? Okay. Uh, the only time I use a floating line is if it's really, really shallow, um, smaller creeks, something like that, then the floating line, but any creek that's at least a foot deeper. So I'll use an intermediate. And do you use any of the, um, like sinking tips, like the interchangeable tips? I can't. I don't have the interchangeable tips, but I'll switch reels in that and use full sinking if I have to early yeah. spring in that and after heavy rains. Yeah, we've got more current. Yep. A lot of, uh, you know, are you fishing a lot of quartering down or 45 down and swinging across and stripping back to you on a consistent basis? Do you find yourself fishing any other styles, you know, just to switch uh, it up? Really, it's all reading the water and how I approach the water. Um, if I could see a fish moving up in a run and there's no way to get around him up above him without him seeing me, then I'll fish. Sometimes I'll even dead float it down through to him. Uh, it just, it all depends on where I'm at and how I'm fishing it. Um, the swinging down and across is probably the most used that I'll do, but not all creeks are built the same in that. And sometimes you just can't like, sometimes you just have sure. to strip as soon as you get across and bring it right across the current. So <clears throat> being from central Pennsylvania, uh, we, we do a lot of steelhead fishing over on this side. Do you ever take your flies and go steelhead fishing with them and swinging for steelhead? I haven't yet. That's in the works. I'm, I got to get up there. I have a lot of friends up in the Erie way and, Ask me to come up all the time. So I, I do have to make it up there. I want to get up to New York, do a little bit up there. I really like to get up there for the Browns, though, up in New York. Oh, yeah. I, that's a little bit more fun to me, catching those. Uh, the big lake run Browns. Browns. Yeah, that would be fun as heck, man. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of great streams up there. Yeah, I... I fished in Niagara on a normal basis in, in, in New York, but there's a lot of streams, uh, what you said, that, that are just wonderful as well, full of browns. Definitely go up. Your your flies would uh, work wonderfully. <laughs> That's what they're for, right? Speaking of that, are you tying on beefier hooks to, to get the flies down or you and handle bigger fish, or are you uh, tying on lighter wire hooks for, for brookies? or what, uh, what What's the hook of choice? Um, I do a lot of it on partridge hooks, but mustad's in there. There's, there's a lot of mustad that I do tie on, and my favorite big hook would be the or Russian River from mustad. That's a 5X heavy. That, it, it, that just sinks by itself. You really can float it or fish it on a floating line and probably get down in a foot of water, no problem. That's so, one I'm up to check out. That hook there is one to really take a look at. If you're especially fishing like salmon, big salmon, um, that was made just for the Russian River where the big fish are. So that can handle them. 
So you also said that uh, you're following Gunnar Brammer and trying to tie his flies, and you live by the mm-hmm. Susquehanna. Are you musky fishing at all? Yes, I do. I but I uh, I wade fish for him, so it's a little bit tougher. I'll only use single hook because it's bad enough when you do catch a musky when you're wading, and when you have two hooks around, either the musky's going to get you or one of the mother hooks is. So I just condense. Uh, not so big. I won't. Most of my patterns are usually about seven, eight inches for for musky when I'm wading. Nothing outrageous. Uh, in fact, I just tied a few on some A-Rex hooks, uh, one of the newer ones that I did a black nose dace on that, that okay. hook to just try for musky. So, awesome. Is it a, a sparser fly like like the black nose dace that we're we're familiar with? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember, musky are going to eat any smaller fish they see too. Yes, they want the big suckers and anything, you know, smallmouth, whatever. But they're not going to pass up something that's five, six inches when it's swimming by and pretty easy. Yeah, of course. Do you have uh, much success with the muskies on on flies like that? That is something that's more in the works. Um, <laughs> I've had follows on smaller when I'm fishing for smallmouth, but I haven't hooked them yet. And that's what pretty much gave me the idea to just beef it up a little bit more, make them a little bit longer. And I think then hopefully we can get one and land it. But, you know, the thing with muskie is, is I know I do being a wade fisherman. I get a follow. That's as good as a catch for me. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. If I see one, I'm ha- I'm a happy camper. Yeah, <laughs> man, I was telling Mark earlier, I can't handle casting 11 weights all day anymore. It's killing me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing with those bucktails too. Um, like I use a seven weight a lot of times for musky, you know, unless it gets extremely hot, then I'll break out the nine or something. But, uh, most of the time I'll just use a seven weight and two false casts and boom, there you go. It's out there. Yeah, um, a lot of times it's just where we are throwing bigger flies. The the bigger rods mm-hmm. are more uh, more conducive. So that's what that's what gets me. Yeah, although we're in the yeah. same state, our water here is a lot different than over there. I mean, if you guys like a, the clear water in a Susquehanna, boy, is it different. Uh, it's Susquehanna is a little off color. It's actually a limestone. So a river that big being limestone. You have the green tint to it all the time, but when it gets low, it gets clear. Yep. Yeah, uh, you guys just, get. You guys get. But like, anywhere there's holes, clear. it will stay off color. So, especially when it's low, it's a lot easier finding a muskie because they're going to be sitting in those deeper drop-offs in that. And uh, there's quite a few of them, but there's some that are really accessible from wading down there. Man, I'd kill a distant relative for more than. A foot and a half of his. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> so the the smallmouth that you run into, you uh, you run into any with a size. You're fishing the Susquehanna, obviously. So. Oh yeah. Running. Yeah, into- I mean, years ago, once the gas industry come in here, um, we were getting some bubbles in the water and that, and then we had that fish, big fish kill. 
um, I guess that was like 10 years ago or more. But uh, it's it's bouncing back fine now. You know, they had the restrictions. They're finally lifting a little bit of them off. Um, but with the restrictions and that, it really helped the population. Now, I remember for a while there, you weren't catching any fish that were in between probably 12 to 8 inches. So it, it almost seemed like we lost a whole generation of fish or fish out of the river there. Um, but it's bouncing back. Like big fish were really hard to find. Now it's it's commonplace. You're getting 18s, 20s. You know, if, if you know what to hit up and how to read the water, it's not hard to catch some bigger fish, especially now in the summer when the water's down low. Yeah. Yeah, man. Smallmouth are fun, but they're... They're not as easy as everyone makes them out to be on, on Instagram. <laughs> no, they're not. But the thing is with them, they're aggressive. So, and they're always hungry. It's just reading water is probably the most important thing to have anybody learn is just, you know, where they're going to stack up, how they fish or how they hunt. And that will tell you exactly where to go. You know, I, I always find the, one thing about them fish as well is like time of year. And where they are certain times a year, you know, they'll move to certain, you know, certain places to bed, to this, to that, wintering holes. And, you know, that's something that's always something, you know, to follow the fish around and know where they're going to be certain times a year always helps us too. Yeah, it's the same thing here. Uh, A lot of tributaries. Um, And when I say tributaries, I'm talking about bigger creeks that dump into the Susquehanna. There's a lot. They'll go up there to spawn. Um, other creeks are colder during the summer, so the smallmouth will go up there. Uh, it, it, a lot of it depends on the middle runs, too, where they're going to breed and how the smallmouth are going to stack up and line up to feed on them. So a lot of it, like with the whole main Susquehanna River, it, there's a good time to fish it, and then there's other times to hit all the tributaries that are dumping into it because almost every creek that we have will dump into a part of the Susquehanna River in central PA. Huh. Man. And do you, will you make full days on, on the tributaries? Oh, you can. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking these tributaries, not like normally you're thinking of a little blue line, you know, some of these tributaries are like, big pine creek in that where no you don't you're everywhere. talking 45 50 feet wide you know and holding a little bit of water where the depth is still good so these aren't little tributaries but they're all things that dump into the susquehanna so yeah it, it really helps and why a lot of them creeks themselves are so good is because these fish move up from the susquehanna to get into them and will you run into mix in in some of the tributaries like mixes of the smallmouth and the trout and have multi-species? Actually, even in the river, uh, the main branch at the fiber dam, uh, which is the Shemokin Dam, Sunbury side, where the main branch starts, is a lot of times you'll catch big browns in that hanging out in there. Um, They get stocked and get washed down because you're stocking over heavy water and that. The fish get in there, and there's only one way to survive. You eat and get big, or else you're going to be eaten. Yep. So yeah. it, it's almost like you're catching some sun or uh, sea run browns in there because you can get some good sizes. I've heard of 26, 28 inch getting pulled out of the river. 
man. There's there's studs. Are you throwing the classic bucktails yeah. uh, for the smallmouth too? What was that one? Are you throwing the classic bucktails for the smallmouth too? Yeah, a lot of times. Um, it all depends on the time of the year, though. What's your um, What's your favorite one for that one? My, I, muddler as well. Is the best for the bucktails. No, I so said which, um, which fly. Are you like uh, you, you still muddler as well, or you have a preference on smallmouth bucktail? Um. What I like to use is probably like uh, the black nosed dace is always one. That's that's a favorite. But there is just like a black and silver bucktail that really works well because of the minnow colors that come up. Um, while fishing a river some days, you could see a minnow train that could be miles long just coming up and going towards the dam. And that's all it is is little black and silver speckles mm-hmm. just floating up through. And it doesn't stop for a long time when they come through. And you'll pretty much know to get up closer to the dam when you can because that's where all the fish are going to start stacking. Now, are they feathered at all or are they just all pure bucktail? Excuse me? I said, are the flies feathered at all or are they just pure bucktail? Uh, just all pure bucktail. I don't use the feathered ones too often. Um, a lot of times if smallmouth grab hold of them, they're just ripping them right to shreds. So it's just the bucktail is the best thing working. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures now. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. the bucktail's uh, definitely durable. That's it. The other yeah, day, yeah. I was out for smallmouth. For I, sure. I was throwing a matuka, and you know, kind of close there, and they're great little flies for smallies. Yeah, they were nice. I like that. What are them four x long hook? Or are they three x long? Uh, it all depends. Yeah, I'll use up to a seven x on a lot of them. Oh, nice. <clears throat> yeah, they're sharp. That's a nice style of fish. I mean, that's I. I mean, I know myself, I like to swing flies, so something like that, it's the first thing I think of is the down and across. And that's a perfect yeah. style fly for like that. But, again, they could be fished that in any manner. Dead drift, strip it across, throw it up and down, and things are going to get down and fish now. One of the things that draw, drew me to your flies a lot is the way that you you uh, do the eye on them. You paint the eye mm-hmm. on. Is that a – was that a – a hard technique to learn how to do or is it just easily just drop a dot of white paint on and a black pupil inside or really how it got started was when i was just doing the bucktails i didn't i couldn't paint eyes and uh a lot of the guys on the classic white tire classic streamer and wet fly page from facebook were writing me and say you know you need eyes on them so after a few weeks of this, everybody keeps telling me, you know, you got to learn to do eyes. You got to learn to do eyes. I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to spend the whole week and I'm not going to tie. I'm just going to look up and figure out how to paint because every time I tried it, they were horrible. So Friday night, I sat there and found an article on global or global fly fisher. And it was from Bob Petty and he had his dowels and how he sharpened them and you know, just using them with the, with the paints and he just used the basic, uh, enamel. So I thought, well, all right, I'll try it Saturday morning. I went up Friday night, grabbed a couple dowels, brought them back, got a pencil sharpener, sharpened them all up. So they were different sizes and, uh, got to work Saturday. So, and they were looking good, but they just weren't, I was getting a lot of, fuzz in the eye it's what you can say is it just didn't look smooth 
So I sat there after I tired a few and I, you know, I was happy with the way they showed up and, and came out, but I wanted something just a little bit better. So I thought to myself, well, maybe I'll try putting a UV and coat the thread first. So that's what I did. I had bone dry out and covered it up, put two coats of that down, and then I painted. And the first fly, as soon as it dried, I even put the final coat on and it was so much better because that when you seal that thread, the thread can't suck into paint. So the paint will just dry perfectly on there and then just coat it again with, with bone dry and hit it with the torch and it makes the, the eyes come right to life. Yeah, so, they're crisp as all get out. Yeah. They, re- they I, re- really make the fly flies pop. Yeah. And that's was the whole thing to it. And, and it just took me, it wasn't even a day. I did it that morning <laughs> and figured that part out. And I did, when I went back and I seen, you know, I read some more articles and Bob talked about putting uh, head cement on the thread wraps. But the thing is, head cement sucks in too. So it never gets that nice smooth like the UV does. You can get them a little bit better painted. But, you know, back at the time when he had his article and he was painting the eyes, he was doing it before UV. So head cement and nail polish was really your only option. So if you'd go that route, you're talking instead of doing eyes in a total of, say, 20 minutes for everything, you know, paint and dry both the pupils and that and doing the UV, you're you're turning it into a full day fly because you now you got to wait for that first coat to dry then you got to do the second coat of either the sally hansen or the head cement and but with the bone dry and the uv it's boom done and it's on its way so even if you need to tie them up quick in the morning before you go somewhere you know 20 minutes you're good do you think do you tie every day do you think uh not now i'm not uh i did for Quite a few years. Uh, it's when I come back into tying in that, it was just tying every day. Yeah, I, Mark ties every day. I think I I haven't tied a fly since April. <laughs> <laughs> for for I me, tie there's every a, day, and I still got a mountain to keep up with. I mean, for yeah, a no, normal go. guy who just uses flies, you know, for what he does, I tie over the winter. I stock up the boxes, you know, make sure everything's, you know, and then fill in the needs here and there as you need to go. So. Yep, yep. It's time to use them now, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> it's summertime. Can't catch fish when you're sitting behind a vice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is good, though. Any chance you get, you know, when it's too hot, uh, heavy rains, whatever, it's even if you tie two, you know, get even one a week. It's just basically what you're doing is making sure that you don't lose any technique. Everything's a lot of muscle memory when you're tying. Um, that's why when I go to shows and that, and that you hear a lot of people, you know, you're not even really paying attention to that. No, I don't have to. I've done it a million times. And I've never really given myself a break in between where I can forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it. you're giving yourself a long time in between tying, you have to really think about it and remember how you did everything. So I, so I try to tell people, especially when they're new, you know, just tie as often as you can. It doesn't matter. If you don't have money for hooks, cut whatever you did and cut it right off and do it again. Yeah, that's a 
that's a great tip. And uh, I will also say, if you're going to cut the, the fly off of the hook, don't use a double-sided razor. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, done that. <laughs> that's flirting with disaster. Uh-huh. In the words mm. of Molly Hatchet. <laughs> oh, man. So, John, is there anything that we haven't hit on that you think we should be touching on? Ah. Probably not, but, you know, just one thing, anybody out there that's, you know, everybody, I think what happens with a lot with fishing is we're put into a category, um, you know, musky guys with, they have to use these type of flies, smallmouth guys got to use these type of flies, trout guys got to use these type of flies. A lot of the stuff, and especially the classic stuff, wasn't like that. Um, a lot of it was used throughout, like your classic bucktails and that were used for pike. In fact, a lot of places still use them for pike. So it's not the point of having 10,000 different flies that you have to learn to tie. Just find something simple to tie, tie it up, and get out and chase fish. It's just doing sizing for what you're chasing. Yeah, heck yeah. Well said, man. So one more thing I want to ask you. You you have all these bucktails and bucktail flies in different colors. Are you dying? Your own uh, bucktails, or are you uh, you just purchasing them pre-dyed? No, I'm getting them pre-dyed. They're bowhens tails mostly that I'm using. Oh, okay. Brads. Yeah. So you're getting that primo stuff, man. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't blame you one single bit. No. No, I don't have time for all that kind of stuff. Because to me, then it just takes away from something else. You know, I like to get out fishing. I want to tie. When you add all those, the dying aspect to it and everything else, and, you know, you just, it's hard enough to find time to do the stuff I want now. Yeah. Yeah. You can say that. Try a, try throwing an eight year old in. Yeah. It makes it way tough. <laughs> so, but all right. Um, we, we never mentioned that, uh, that people can look at your flies on what at gray Fox fly. Or, yep. Gray Fox flies. So on Instagram. Yep. Alrighty. Well, Hey, yeah, my page is open also on Facebook. Is it? Yeah. Yep. And I do have a, a, a pin video of doing painted eyes. That's the first thing they'll see if they go to my page on Facebook. And your Facebook page is just your name, John Bates. Yep. Yep. All right. I'm. I'm going to check that out, and I'll. Uh, I'll link it in the uh, in the show notes. All right. That way, people can go and check it out. Okay. Well, thank you very much, John. This has been a pleasure. Um, and oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I always love talking to people about fishing. Anytime. I'm always willing to talk about it. Hey, man, flamethrower. Sing this one with me. Everybody sing this one. I want to hear everybody join in. When I was a little bitty boy, Grandmother bought me a cute little toy Silver bills hanging on a string She said it was my ding-a-ling-a-ling Oh my ding-a-ling Everybody sing I wanna play with my ding-a-ling-a-ling Oh my ding-a-ling My ding-a-ling I wanna play with my ding-a-ling-a-ling I forgot to tell you Jerk. Right there. It's a little jerk. A little jerk in it. 
Right, Jack. Can't do it without that jerk. Yeah. When I started grammar school, I used to stop off in the vestibule. Every time that bell would ring, I'd take out my ding-a-ling-a-ling, oh my ding-a-ling, everybody's... Jay, how often do you take out your ding-a-ling? Whenever I can. <laughs> All the time. I haven't heard the song forever. I thought I about it. Either. I thought so about it while I was driving to Burgesstown the other day. I well, like, I got, we got to play this on the podcast. You know where cool. I heard it first? Was it on The Simpsons? Well, no. Family. <laughs> Steve Pepe. Yes. Yeah. The Pepe's. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that might be where I heard it first. Also. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, 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 Big Earn. I'm sure Big Earn, you know, I'm sure he played this for the kids at one point. Oh, yeah. This is great. This is greatness. Greatness. (laughs) So, um, do we have anything we want to hit on before we we start doing uh, Jay and I's trip to Tennessee? Okay. What else do we got to cover? I mean, crap, we had two months of stuff there, but... I oh, think we hit on the yeah. main. <clears throat> I think we hit the main points of it. Why don't you tell that Pike story real quick before we? Oh, that's right. Yeah, so we roll up into the section. It's this long stretch, and there's just like head riffle in. So as soon as we get through the head riffle, anchor up there. Okay, right, we're gonna take a little bit of time. All right, all right. You can't play my dingling when you're talking <laughs> about a big Pike. So we sit there. I'm like, all right, let's take our time here, kind of assess what's going on, because these fish could be over here, they could be here, but if we kind of screw it up off the bat, we're hosed. So I make a couple casts up high. I got like a little two-inch clouser on. I'm just working real close to the boat, and I make like a couple casts just out a little bit further, and then you just see this giant pike come up. Boom. Clouds are gone. Great. Go down a little bit further. Got in front of the boat. Same thing. Plate comes up, swipes, boom, takes the fly off. A couple casts later. Whoa, hold on, hold on. What kind of fly is this one, though? Takes off a feather changer, not a clouser. So then the fish comes up and swipes at my fly. At this point, I'm getting a little salty because now we're going into the spot where the smallmouth I know we're at, and I really wanted that feather changer for there. So we catch a couple smallmouth. We get to the end of the run, and I'm just sitting there. Like, that's it. We're going back up. Change flies. That fish is going to eat. We row back up, stop. I'm like, last time we saw him was right here. Puts a pink and uh, white deceiver on that. First cast, boom, here he comes. Swipes up, hammers it. As soon as he hooks, I'm like, yeah, better be that fish. Better be that fish. We get him in the net, open the mouth up. Feather changer's hanging there. I'm like, yep, there we go. Got her back, and on our way we went. That fish fly probably caught another 10, 12 fish in the next couple miles. That's cool. That's nice. nice. And then I stuck it in a log next trip out. <laughs> It's better than giving it to oh, a fish. Oh, and I went like literally. I was more than nipple deep. I was, and I'm looking at it like I just don't want to swim right now. I was like standing like <laughs> right up to here. I was like, oh no, screw it. <laughs> Walked back, broke it off. So, yeah, yeah. That was a fun little fun river little tax. Thing. But that's fun though. Mm-hmm. That's great. You took the river tax back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I tell you what, we pay a lot of river taxes this year. That's so why I was just holding this changer. Pat had sent a bunch of them down. It's this black one. Mm-hmm. Same exact fly. It sent a few of them. Yep. That one paid a river tax. So you taking that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fish good. Yes. 
It was a little bit dirty, and it was a big, huge boulder there, and I threw up above the boulder, which is weird. It wasn't like, but it was right where we were, and I was making the cast before we went down around the boulder. It was actually a day I got to spend a little bit of time in the front of the boat. Hmm. It was nice. Went out of town for that one. Uh, I went and met someone who had a, had a raft, so that was mm. nice. Yeah, and uh, made a cast above the lo- the big boulder, and bow, gone. Oh, he sees the flash, and there he goes, Pat's fly. Son of a bee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely need wire there for the front. So, Jay and I, we did family vacations. Mine started a day early. We had a bonus day, is what we've, the, our family has been referring to it as. Sure. So, we went and went to Louisville, Kentucky, and stayed the night there. So, we went toward the Louisville Slugger plant, and then we went to uh, Riverside Park, which is right on the side of the Ohio River, and... There was like a live country band and there was like a whole outdoorsy festival with uh, the Boy Scouts were there. So Nolan got to shoot a pellet gun. Um, Backcountry hunters and anglers was there. They were. uh, um, What else was there? The Morel targets, um, Black Rifle Coffee, just all kind of outdoor brands were there. But uh, they had this one booth set up for a. Blood trail and dogs, which was cool. So if you shoot a deer and you lose the trail, you call these people, and they well, have. They're an actual service. They don't like train dogs. No, they're a service. They'll come huh. out and, and trail slick. and trail your your deer for you, for a fee. But yeah, that's so, worth it. Yeah, absolutely, it's worth what? it. So isn't that part of the hunting? Yeah, well, sometimes you lose it. Yeah, sometimes you can't I mean, find it. Yeah, there's, I mean, I know there's times I was. With dogs, you said? Oh, mi- with dogs. No, that's why they, they bring the dogs. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Times we okay. Had a few that's why I said they, they bring the dogs. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be great. Well, I think you meant it isn't <coughs> a part of hunting to, to trail the deer. No, I mean, for a hunter, it is, you know, to yeah, track the deer down. There's a lot of times I've seen where people went three, four miles on a blood trail, sure, it's barely sure. dropping, and that deer's going to belly up somewhere. You know, he's just more bleeding internally, and dog can go find it. Yeah, it'd be great to have a dog <clears throat> at that point. Hopefully the coyotes didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we found shit happens first. We found so much coyote shit back behind the house. Oh, really? So and den close, did you find it? Didn't find it, but John has a, a trail cam out. He has pictures of like 10 different coyotes. You need to, We need to sit on that back that porch over there with like some... With some bush lights and... Night vision. <laughs> <laughs> shoot over the road. silencers <laughs> shoot right at the people in mitchell road's house doesn't matter <laughs> you're only gonna hit their house if you miss the coyote what if it goes through the coyote it should be it should be, it, it should no, be i didn't sl- think that part through yet <laughs> it should Wait. be slowed down enough by then we'll be all right i think it'll be slowed down Start shooting enough. with a seven millimeter yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be all right. It'll be fine. Oh, that's good. But after we left the uh, the outdoor festival, my wife and I and the boy went to uh, the, uh, the Muscle and Burger Bar. I had the best old-fashioned I've had in a long time. Hmm. It was super good. What did they make away there, you know? Bourbon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't specify, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's curious what the well is they use there. It's probably a good one, too. Yeah, you it was good. Um, I didn't taste much bourbon there because every distillery closed at 5 o'clock. Mm. 
So that sucked. And and we had this, the sun with us. But we did end up going to a craft seltzer place. Ooh. They made their own craft hard seltzers. So that that was pretty good. That was a fun time. They cornhole outside, so we played cornhole and drank seltzers. Nice. Yeah. Living like kings. At Stag Junior last night for the first time. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Really good. We were just on that. So we were drinking. Cut you off there. No, you're yeah. fine. I was drinking a uh, Buffalo Trace last evening. Ooh. Mm-hmm. At at a bachelor party. Good choice. But uh. Good one. And then the next morning, we woke up, finished the rest of the ride. Had great breakfast. We we ate this one joint called Five Oaks going into Pigeon Forge. And we ate there on the way out, too. The lady, I was sitting there while my wife and son were going to the bathroom on our way out. And she didn't say anything. My wife comes. She's like, oh, my God, honey. Did I wait on you last week? You are so beautiful. I said, what am I, chopped liver? She said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we... <laughs> We had this one big girl at the distillery. Your wife is beautiful. What do you mean? At the distillery. She had this southern draw. She was big. She's dark. And I was like, oh, and her eyelashes were like an inch and a half long. I was like, I just want her to say my name. <laughs> <laughs> you know how she said it? Chad. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's <laughs> My buddy Mark at home could have said that. <laughs> oh, well, that was disappointing. Yeah, it was. It was super disappointing. So she told her, "Thanks for ruining my day," and walk away. I was like, <laughs> "No, we were sitting there, and she had to finish waiting on us." <laughs> but I was like, "Oh, that, that's not what I expected." She's like, "Oh, if my sister was here, she she'd play the role for you. She'd say, Chad." <laughs> Oh, but. oh, that was yeah. You're talk- yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was at the end of our trip. Oh, that was like the last night of our trip. It was the last night, and that was after we drank there's, eighteen there, shots. There's and, our there's our whole trip in five minutes. No, <laughs> I it was fun. I got to, I got to come down. I stopped and saw Justin on the way down, so it was cool. I haven't seen him in quite a little while, and you know, give your give your big buddy a hug, and he sees your kid, and he's like. Holy fucking shit, what happened to her? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Earmuffs. <laughs> yeah. See? Fuck shit, cunt. <laughs> yeah, it was, holy holy it's shit, what happened to her? And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Just vapor around it. It doesn't matter. He blew it in her face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dad, that smells good. like watermelon. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Sit on the couch. Watch, watch the movie. No, but you know, flies everywhere, like always, and you know, hanging out. It was it was fun to see him. It was. I hadn't seen him in quite a while, so it's good to see each other. Give a couple man hugs, you know, for just a second. We stopped him very quickly that morning. Well, we you know did everything we needed to do there. Got our gas, got our food, got our this, got our that. Hung out for half a second there and grabbed. Grabs a couple things. He, he uh, let me use uh, some dry flies he had, and uh, also that's why you didn't buy flies at Orvis. Yeah, and an extra reel, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. So very nice of him to let me borrow on the trip down, and then we uh, got on our way. And uh, my 
My daughter rides well. I don't know how your son, he does he just chill? Is it is it just easy riding? I mean, my daughter, she rides well. We did 14 hours straight home last year from Hilton Head. And so this seemed like it was nothing. It was a quite an easy little ride. My son waits till the very last fucking moment to notify us that he has to poop. Oh, that's good. So it's it's always like a mad dash to the first gas station. And or rest stop. And or rest stop. I told him, I said, Nolan, if you give us a little bit of notification, we can try to find you a clean place. It's but if not, you're getting the dump that you're going to get crabs when you take a dump. I said, And that's not dad's fault. <laughs> <laughs> but we we ended up meeting up there on Sunday. Yeah. Down at the yeah. cabin. Yeah. We were no, all. We all we, no, we, we all met at a gas station. And waited on you at a different gas station. And then we're all like, well, we're just going to go. And then we're like, all right, we'll meet you there. It kind of thing. And we all, I don't know. How did you get through the gate? Uh, it was open. Oh, it was open. Awesome. L- luckily. Yeah. I didn't run it like I did with our wives. <laughs> Seven times. <laughs> so it, we were in a gated community. And I was following someone up the hill one time. And, and it was starting to close. I just floored it. And my wife's like, oh, my God. And Jay's wife was in the back. Oh, my God. We're going to crash. It's Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Uh, but. Yeah, we all met there. We, we met up. We were there for three hours. And a black bear walked through the backyard. And then around the front yard. And we're like, all right. Trip's, trip's a success. Let's go home. <laughs> That's cool. Wow. Yeah, we cooked a bunch of nights there. It was it was a beautiful place, yeah. just gorgeous. Um, my wife did a good job planning it out. Thank gosh, she was so worried, but it was it was cool. There was plenty of room for everybody. So then, uh, what Tuesday we ended up going. First off, we gotta thank Tranny. He uh, he, he really did. He helped us out. He helped us out a little bit on some places to go. Um, Dad said thank you, Tranny. Your dad loves him some trannies. He had the time of... I mean that tranny. He had the time of his life, man. He really did. He truly had the time of his life. Gorgeous places we got to walk, man. But yeah, we did. the Tuesday we were there, and we had probably between the three of us, we had probably 25 splashy We're not going to talk about Gatling Hell? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. But we had probably 25 splashy rises. I think we had three fish to hand or four fish to hand. Yeah, I think everybody caught at least one fish. Uh, so they were all just like coming up and doing late refuses or uh, or something. But I was like, there were, there were other guys fishing it. There were there were other people there, and it, you know, but it was beautiful. Like, dude, you we walked probably four miles, and I mean waterfalls, dude. We're talking sixty. 70 foot waterfalls coming down the sides of these hills. I mean, it was, we walked, we ended up walking four miles, I think it was each, it was probably four miles each way, and it ended up being like a thousand. I think it was 1,200 feet. A 12, I think it was 1,200 feet in elevation, in elevation change in our, on our hike. And dad, and dad, old dad kept right up with us. He was smoking Marlboros the whole time. Yep. Damn right, man. No, not really, but. Some of the time, but we uh, he he had some. <laughs> so it it was about eleven o'clock, and I heard Pat in my head, Big Pat Lombardo, saying, "Don't just throw dry flies. Don't just throw dry flies. Don't just throw dry flies. You better throw a goddamn mop on there." He's like, "Go throw a chartreuse mop." He was in my head. Mop, mop. So, so I 
pull out my box. I had two chartreuse mops. I said, and it better be greasy like an Italian. Hmm. I put the chartreuse mop in, and I started tightlining it. It was identical to what I do for hybrids. Just like tight line. And you hear boop, 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 set the hook. And, but these oh. things fly out of the water when you set the hook. <laughs> I never do that for hybrids. Yeah, That's all I do, man. It's stupid. That's why I catch more. It's stupid. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. Yeah. This year. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Not last year. Well, it's because I went a third of the times you did. I went a third of the times you have this year, dick. <laughs> but I ended up catching uh, about three more on the mops. Nice. And it was cool because you, you didn't see the meat, but you could feel the take. Boom, 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 boom. And it was cool. It was everything I wanted. How but, many days did you guys fish them? No, it was fun. Two. I, I, I fished them, too. It was, it was fun. Either which way. Yeah, I was, wasn't fishing a, a hopper and dropper. No indicator. Just straight tight line in it. It was fun. It was the first time I've ever done that. Nice. So, that was fun. At that spot, I mean, it was I mean, it was almost a little more necessary, I felt like. I don't know. There were a lot more deeper, yeah, bigger how, holes. Yeah. How deep was it through there? Uh, mm. Mid-thigh was deep. For a book trail, for a stream. Yeah. Giant, like depending on where you were at, and some of the, like some of the holes underneath some of the waterfalls were, yeah, you know, sw- you're swimming in them. They're unknowable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who knows? Go down, but Deep. yeah, it was cool, man. What a cool place to walk and just to see beauty, beauty. We were on our ride home from that, from that creek, and uh, everybody had a fish to hand at least, so we were all a little happy. You know, we're cool. It was fun. We got to walk a beautiful place. I mean, that's enough. Just get us, just get us away from everybody and anybody. And just you know, let me get out in the nature, and I'm I'm happy. I'm a happy camper. You know, I wanna, I, I that that makes that's my kind of vacation. I don't want to be shopping. I don't want to be in the, you know, more you know, the Pigeon Forge, you know, strip or Gatlingburg. Strip. I want to be out in the middle of nowhere and see nothing. We were driving home and tell me what we didn't realize we didn't have on the way home. We didn't. Well, on, on the way there, on both the trips. And you're driving through no cars. And you have, your phone is like GPS. So it doesn't, oh, yes. you don't realize that you don't have service. When you're there. So nothing's happening on it. <laughs> no, on the way there, it'll, yeah. it'll get you there. On the way back, not so much. <laughs> yeah, because you can't pick up any, you know, you have no service. Yeah. So it doesn't, the, there is no internet working on the way back. Oh, so it's like, uh, which way do we go here, guys? I think we know this. I guess who guess who took the wrong way? Me. <laughs> but luckily, I took the wrong way because we got to see. Yeah, we saw this. Uh, so we were yeah right on the road. And these guys stopped in the middle of the road and we're like, oh, what the hell is happening here? Come on, you son of a. Ba-. He reaches. He puts his arm out the door and points to like the creek because we're riding basically along the creek, uh, a, a creek in the Smoky Mountains. There's a bear. And he's bigger, way bigger than Chad. And, I mean, that's a big fucking bear if he's bigger than Chad. Now, it's it's a 350, 400-pound black bear. He's laid back. In the creek. In the creek with his arms out. With his, all you could All you could see is his head sticking above it, like laid like on his ass, just sitting there. Chilling. There are people like. It's just like he was in a hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's sitting in a fucking hot tub in one of the pools. It was the coolest Hilarious. thing, man. You look over like. Oh my God! Look at that. But we were going too fast. We couldn't take pictures of him. Yeah, you know, and there were cars behind us. And and, people, yeah, everything kind of, you know. 
but it was pretty cool to see. It was, you know, I always tell my wife, you get to see cool stuff if you're out there. You never seen that if we didn't go fishing a day. So. Exactly. So, have you ever been to Gatlinburg? Mm-mm. Have you ever heard anything about Gatlinburg? Mm-mm. Okay. Don't go. So, let me, let me describe this to you, Mark. So, you come in from Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge is like Las Vegas. Okay? And then it next down... <laughs> to Reno. It next down to two lanes, and the lanes split apart from each other. So, you're on like a one-way with two lanes going through the Smoky Mountains, going through the woods. And then all of a sudden, you're in fucking Las Vegas in the middle of the woods. No, it's Reno. Traffic, it's Reno. Traffic stops. You can't go more than three miles an hour. There's shops on both sides of the road oh. for four miles straight. All in like the mountains. All in the mountains. It's insane. It, it's hell. It's hell on the face I'm of the I'm trying earth. to think of where it's I was. It was kind of like, I know, insane. yeah. That's rude. It caught us off guard. Mark, you would have lost your fucking oh. mind. No, you know what? We would have we would have vaped our way through it, Mark. I would have lost my mind. <laughs> Jay we, and Abby were losing their mind, and they were in the passenger and back seat. We were, I alcohol-weighed, alcoholed my way through it. It's like I am this podcast tonight. <laughs> this podcast has brought to you by so how, Yingling. How long is this? It's like four miles long. Dude, it's huge. And then like, so we're going into the first day and there's no fucking parking, dude. This is, this is not after fishing. Fishing day was It was before fishing day. This is before fishing day. So there's like a lot of obviously sightseeing and historic places there as well. No, 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 no. Shopping. Just shopping? And like, and like fucking Ripley's, believe it or not. And like, it's like Niagara Falls in fucking... The it's just a tourist attraction yes. for the Smoky Absolutely. Mountains. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes. Oh, Don't get me wrong. It was fun. We spent the last day there. You know, we, we, it we wasn't found, bad. We found fun with it the last day. I thought it was yeah. a, a lot of fun the last day. I, I was having fun watching you stress out about not driving. It, that, that was enjoyable to me. <laughs> I wasn't stressing out. All I was stressing out about was like, Hey, can we? Oh, oh yeah, we, you gotta piss. Can we? I gotta pee, and can we stop at this uh, wine tasting thing? That sounds like a great time. Send the kids over in the corner. It'll be all right. They just got magic toys. Let's go. That was the last day. Yeah. Yeah. The magic toys were really cool. But all right, go ahead. Anything else from what, what happened? Oh, Dollywood was fun. Dollywood is a real deal amusement park. Like, it's like. Not Cedar Point, but better than Geauga Lake. Was. It's like uh, Kings Island, we'll say. I've oh, never yeah. been to Kings Island. I would, Kings I would yeah, I would, yeah. I would say it's, yeah, it's Kings Island ish. Yeah, yeah, it has good, good, uh, good rides. Yeah, the, the first ride was kick ass. <laughs> my my cousin's five year old, six year old kid, six year old kid that was riding his first roller coaster, basically ever rode it in the front seat next to his 10, <laughs> 11 year old sister, and this thing was. Because his cousin couldn't ride it, so he, they put him with his sister up front. Yeah, and it all kind of rolled around, and I'm like, woo. We waited in line for two uh-huh. hours for a 60-second ride. Oh, my God. We got back into the into the pavilion to get out of the roller coaster. My son was sti- sitting in the cart with his hands on his knees going, <laughs> <laughs> just, like, trying not to sob. I was like. Buddy, just so you know, that's 
that's like the mecca. That this is the best one we're gonna do all day. It's most Dude. fast. It's gonna be downhill from here. It's the fastest wooden roller coaster in the world. Holy crap! Seventy three miles an hour. That had to beat yeah. you up. No, it was seventy no, six. I think seventy six miles an hour. Was it? Yeah, dude. And it, it was it, smooth. And it yeah. it goes it goes sideways, like literally, like you don't really go in any loops or anything, but it runs sideways on this hill, like up and down. That's gotta be like I don't know, it's gotta be sixty, seventy feet up and down. I don't know. I mean and it, it was, and it, I mean, you were digging the whole time. It felt like, like, like digging around this corner, f- fucking flying. And I'm like, my, myself, like, I like roller coasters. <laughs> I'm like, holy fucking shit. You know, this is a good one. This is fun. This is fun. Like, that was I thought fun. it was fun. Yeah. No, yeah. Chad. Well, the be- the most fun one was the one we, we rode one. And it was like one where you like, you ride on the wings of an eagle, basically. And so you're like hanging the fuck out there, like it, it's like straight up, and then like eighty miles an hour straight down, and oh, two loops, two loops, and you're done basically. Dude, speaking it's, of that, it's, but it's huge. A few weeks ago, I'm with Chris. We're ripping up the river. I look over. I was like, dude, check that out. There's a bald eagle comes like right. It's probably eighty yards or so, seventy yards up from us. And it's at right level, and it's just going right past, like it's kind of slow motion. It looks nice, like we're going thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> wow! For a solid like minute, minute and a half, it just stayed there, and then it kind of like veered off to the left. It was crazy. That's cool. Could not keep up with that thing. That's cool. We uh, I, I'm I'm uh, I've noticed. Chad's wife and I are very similar. Her and I. Her and I. They were riding buddies. No, we have a new love to get. No, I I, I came to love with Chad's wife that day. <laughs> you sparked a flame. Did you not go on all the rides? Huh? No, no. We actually they went on the ride right after we all went on that ride, the big ride. Uh, they went on another ride, and I wanted to get a goddamn drink. And man, I found the designated smoking area, which is you know, you and I's like. Mecca in one of those places. So I got, we were like, oh, we're going to go get our drinks together. And we saw them on their rides and we hung out. No, she's a, she's a leader of the pack type. My wife? Yes. Yes. So like her and I walked in front of everybody all fucking day because she's that just a type. Chad's on the back. He's, he's the, he's the, he rounds everybody up. He makes sure nobody gets lost in the back. I'm the shepherd dog. Yeah, he's the shepherd dog <laughs> in the back. He really is, and it was it was funny how it all worked. Cause like, my wife is back there with Chad, shepherd dog, and everybody. And his wife and me are like up there, like, all right, we're going next. Right next. This is Jay had the app out. It had like the wait, the waits in. Yeah, like, we're going to this one now. It's like seven minute wait. We're yeah, going there. Yeah. And then we gotta go yeah. back across the park for the twelve minute wait one. Yeah, yeah. We 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 had a good time though, right? We rode all the roller coasters, yeah. fucking killed them all. Nice. We did. We started moving around. My head hurt afterwards from screaming so much. Mm-hmm. So my my go to mark is I I sit on the roller coaster and wait. He's sitting to next to my dad. He's riding a roller coaster with my fucking dad, screaming his fucking head off. I wait till we get to the very peak. I go. <laughs> Literally, he's, he's literally. A guy. I, I rode, I rode, I rode next to him at one time. I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing, man? What did Rick do?" 
I don't know. We were on a wooden roller coaster. Oh, I, man. I was leaning up into him. <laughs> you you rode with my wife on one roller coaster. The eagle one. Yeah, I got to ride with some hot old lady, dude. It was awesome. You mean you had to ride with some hot old lady? No, I, when she said, she's like, I'm a single rider. I said, oh, yeah. So I'm am a single I. rider right here. So am I, baby. Right here. Oh, I was already true. sitting in the machine. Thanks for the spot. But. Just true. That's. Uh, Dollywood was a fun a fun day. I actually had a good time. I, I, I like amusement parks. I you wish know, we would have seen than, Dolly's bra. Other than all the fucking people. Yeah, they're Fact. great. So when we were in line for uh for the very first roller coaster, Jay looked it up on the app. And he, he said, it says it's as busy as it gets. <laughs> no, that was that was before. No, I looked it up on fucking Google Maps. Oh. And, and you know, and it says... Busy. Yeah, as busy as it gets. Because you could actually, like, if you go on Google Maps, you could see all the roller coasters. Oh, you can, yeah. like, push the thing, and, like, it'll tell you about the roller coaster. So, yeah. yeah. Learned that in, when we were in Williamsburg last year at Bush Gardens. Hmm. I, I, I guess I, I, That's I, a nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Really I, nice I enjoy one. it. I do enjoy going. We're going to Cedar Point soon. My yeah. daughter hates fucking roller coasters, dude. She hates them. She's like, I hate the big drop. And I'm like, and we're going to Cedar Point. We've already spent own tickets and everything. I'm like, I got to see oh Cedar Point God. from where we were out on the boat that day, a couple of days. I'm like, that's basically where I'm going to look at it from where, you know, I'm going to be sitting next to my kid. Is everybody else rides roller coasters? Oh, jeez. Because she doesn't like them. Jay's going to be a full-blown, not fun time to be around. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to grab one of my nephew or nieces that wants to ride all the rides and say, you go hang out with your aunt that doesn't like riding either. Hopefully that's how it all works. But okay, our next day, go ahead. Next day was that Friday? I don't remember. The fishing no, day? No, no. Well, no. no. Wednesday. I don't remember. Oh, Wednesday. I spent the day in um in the, <clears throat> the emergent or urgent urgent care. care. Tuesday. I, was it Tuesday night? I, oh, after after fishing, I blacked out. Yes, you did. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome, Mark. We got we got rum and coke, Jay. Yeah. Oh, dude. He had two of them. I had the whole rest of the bottle. Oh, man. Literally. Oh. And we were drinking big rum and cokes. Yeah. These are big boy rum and cokes. Like 20 ounces. Yeah. And Chad had two, and I had all of the rest of them. I All I remember was waking up the next day, and my wife's like, we gotta go, You're, uh, Riley, gee, something's wrong. We gotta go. We gotta go to the urgent care. And I'm like, you could be fucking kidding me. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? We're on vacation. How were you feeling? Not as bad as I thought I was going to be feeling, <laughs> to be honest, but not great. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was, and then Wednesday, what else happened on Wednesday? Uh, we went out to eat at the oh, place. Oh, that was a really nice, yeah. We went to the Orvis that night. We went to the place to eat that didn't serve alcohol. Yeah, but we had our own alcohol at the table. Yeah. <laughs> but we went to Orvis. That was good food, though. That chicken was great. And since I lost both my mop flies, I said, ah, oh, well, I'm going to go buy some mop flies and yeah. buy some dry flies while I'm at it. I think we bought eight flies. It was $42. I thought, we thought we went with the Did urban fly cows. I bought three or four mop flies. Or at least I thought bigger than that. I know, I know. That's what I said. That thought we went with urban fly. I thought we got more flies worth 42 you, you did get mop flies. I bought four mop flies. There were oh three fifty dollars apiece. And I bought some. Where'd the other thirty bucks go? Dry flies. I bought PMXs, which end up being the the fly for you, me. Yeah, it um, works really well for you. 
Uh, I bought some hoppers. Speaking of that, you still have all these flies. Uh, oh, my dad. Oh, <laughs> speaking of that, my, I got money in my pocket for you. I know he texts me. He's like, make sure you don't let that motherfucker forget my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just so everybody heard, I just threw money across the table to Chad. I'm not giving. I'm, from, not, I'm from, not giving it to my wife. From dad. No, don't give it to your wife. Spend it on booze. This <laughs> is a responsible thing to do. <laughs> well, yeah. Go ahead. Um, I, I forget what else, but yeah, but it was it, cool. But it was in like one of the little shot glasses, and the bottom wasn't totally covered, and it was like forty two dollars. So then we go over and we start doing a bunch of wine tasting and we did some, um, what, uh, apple cider tasting. Yeah. And then so everybody, you know, every, after everybody has a couple of those and we were right across the street from a nice smallmouth creek that was blown out that I really wanted to fish. It kind of just looked like our river, but they were saying it's blown out. So it must just be a low clear creek all the time. Yeah. And they say, but it's when it's at it, where it's supposed to be probably you know just a little murky or something not really pushing a lot mm-hmm. it's wonderful and that's what i wanted to do one day and i wanted you know but so chad got some other coordinates from tranny you know not nothing crazy just just a trail to go walk you know and nothing he didn't tell us anything about anything else but other than just you know hey go walk around here this is a beautiful area to go walk around. You guys will find your way right to wherever you needed to be and where, where, whatever you got to do. And that's that's what I like about, you know, just this podcast, you know. That's wonderful, you know. Meeting friends. Chad's known him for a long time, so great, great old friend apparently to Chad. And Absolutely. He treats me like I'm a great old friend too. And so just, man, what time of our life that day. It was. I put it in new top five. Top five best days I've ever had fishing. I have a funny story for the walk out of this day. Don't <laughs> let me forget to tell it. Oh, 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 we forgot to tell about the walk out on the first day. Oh, when we, yeah. So the first day, Here, Jay, Jay, this will be quick. Jay and I had found each other. Yeah. And we were fishing our way down. We were all separated the first day because there was just, you know, we had to skip around and. But we, Jay and I found each other. We ended up fishing our way down and then hopped out and started walking the trail back. We're like, where's Rick? And Rick forgot his phone. So we had said something. He got like, trashed the night before. We had said something like 1.30, let's meet at the truck if we don't, if we're separated. I don't think he was there for that conversation either, though. He was walking behind us. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he heard it. No. But, <laughs> but it was like 1.30. We're like, what if Rick's not here? Are we going to leave him? I can't walk back up this hill. What are we going to do? How long are we going to wait for him? I'm getting kind of hungry. This was all a conversation. I'm like, dude, we give him like 45 minutes. If he's not there, we just tell him when we go back. Like, I'm like. Because I had his keys. We have to go back without my fucking dad. First of all, my mom's going to want to kill us. Your wife and my wife are going to definitely kill us if my your daughter will be, kill us first. Your daughter will be upset that Papa got eaten by a bear. Yeah. What, what are we going to do? We're going to have to send them back up here to get him. <laughs> but we got back to the truck and he was there. Locked, no, he, locked no he, was actually, he was actually taking a shit in the woods. He was at the truck taking a shit in the woods. And he found us and he's like, man... God damn, thank God I had to take this shit in the woods. I, I fucking, man, I wipe with fucking leaves and all. It locked out of his own truck. 
because I had his keys. <laughs> He's like, I'm going straight back and getting a shower. Oh. Damn right. He had to wash his fingernails. Oh. Locked out of his own truck. That's great. So, this leads on to the next day. First day was an epic day. This but, day was even, it was just, oh my God, like I said, top, top, so tops. Trainee told me a trail I had to go to and said, this is a staircase. Okay. So we get there and it, it was a little culture shock at first. We were like fast water, everything's fast, bouldery, and like waterfalls. Reminded me, reminded me of being out west right and behind the cabin. Rick said, what if we walk up higher? You think it's going to get you know, more open and more, more able to fish. I said, no. Training said it's a staircase. That, that, that's exactly what we're looking at. <laughs> so I think this is what we got, man. We, we got to make it work. And shit. I don't think it was five minutes after we said that we got to a pole and landed my, my biggest brook trout of the day. Sure. It was probably the biggest brook trout of the day. Probably the biggest brook trout of the day. The trip was probably seven inches. Yeah. And beautiful. And after that, it was every hole. Pop one out, pop one out. And we were having way better success. No, we get we get to one Ho- hole. No, no. Hooking we, we, fish. We, then we, oh, we yeah. missed a couple. Chad got that one. He missed one. We got that. He got that one. We missed a couple. But, I got one. But we both had fish under our belts. Yeah, I got one. Couple maybe. And then dad had to have one. We're like, all right, and we get to this hole. And it was a decent hole. Once we had seen some really nice holes, that hole wasn't shit in comparison. Like, none of the holes even down low were com- in comparison to some of the holes we ended up walking through toward our, our whole walk. And at this one, we're like, we, Dad was like, oh, there, I know there's some in this one. Dude, he missed four fish. We're watching. Better. Four. Boom. Not, and he's, he's fishing. He's fishing. Literally, nothing but a dry fly. He's fishing a small caddis, and and they are there because cat there are caddis all over, and that was he was fishing the right fly, he really was, and uh, man, just they were they were, and he misses four of them. We're like, <laughs> you know, yelling at him, or whatever. He ends up he ends up catching. We all get caught plenty, but you know, just walking up, man, it was. For man, for him to even make that walk, man, that was that was that was not an easy walk, man. I felt it. I felt it in my hips. I felt it in my knees, my legs. The next day, walking down them steps at the cabin. Yeah. I tell you, you know what I did do? You know, do a little shameless plug here. I got a pair of them Orvis Pro, like uh, they were like wading shoes. Oh, you want to talk about hiking and walking? They're really, really. Are nice. they work? Are they? Yeah, they're just like okay. having a pair of tennis shoes on. So it's nice. like, you know, it's but they got good grip. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, they have the, the Michelin soles that Orvis has been doing. Ah. And they're a little slippier than te- you know, standard boots, but they're a heck of a lot better than anything else I've worn for summer. They're huh. nice, nice, way better than an old pair of Nikes. Oh my god, Nike yeah, uh, my, my. they beat the Crocs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no Crocs there. No. We were wearing. I was wearing like you know my, my regular wading boots. No, my running my running mm-hmm. shoes. Like a normal pair of running shoes, you know, like New Balances, whatever it is, just our, you know, our our, our dad shoes. Mm-hmm. This generation dad shoe. Yeah. Slippy at all or? No, yeah, super slippy. It was yeah. crazy, man. Chad slipped six feet. I fell off a six foot boulder. Dude. Luckily, my feet were down and I didn't fall on a rock. Boom. 
I slipped down one and grabbed nothing but a tree branch and nothing behold me but my my right arm and I pulled myself back and my other arm's got a fly rod in it. Thank God I didn't wrap it up in a tree or anything. I've been fucking cussing my ass off because if I, my, you're, you know, immediately your 5X is broke. Yeah. And you lose a fly that you don't want to lose. But I was I was running a hopper dropper a lot that day. I had I had pretty good success. I mean it was fun. I, I had a big white fly on it first that I ended up losing at some point, but it was getting pretty good success on getting hit. Chad was using something. A PMX. Yeah. It was it's a deer tail or deer fur for the tail. Thread body, deer fur wing, rubber legs. Parachute with a grizzly hackle mm. and a peacock hurl for the body. Mm. Thorax, sorry. Gotcha. So it, it has everything a dry fly should have and float super high. But you started the, you know, even, you know, we'd started, you know, in a float and everything else. And just, man, you're running up through these holes and you would walk up oh, once we started figuring it all out. And all of a sudden, you know, we walk up to one hole and I'm like, Okay, well, if you don't, we don't catch a fish in this fucking hole. There's something seriously wrong with you. It's not having to do with the hole. It's something wrong with you, you know, and that's what we started telling each other, you know, and it's like the one, I remember the first one, one of the first good ones we walked up to was like, Chad, I'm like, all right, dude, I'm going to take a video of you. I know there's a big fish in here, so let's let's video this shit. Like, I know it's here. And it took me, it took about, Took about six. A casts. minute. It took about no. It was a minute and twenty five seconds. Was the original video, you know, Chad? You watched. You know, you you really. If I if I play out the whole first video, and even in small, you know, small creek fishing, angling had everything to do with it. You know, you took him. It took him. He was standing out here away from the hole, and he wasn't getting the right angle to where he could drift right. At, at where the fish was at and wanted to act the right way when he was you know presenting his fly that way so it took him to walk in toward the creek itself to be able to back cast to get his fly right and man as soon as he did i watched it was like a cast he walked he st- took one step and the next cast boom fit the fly lays comes around and this fish sharks out of the water <laughs> like like it was Shark Week. My dad and I were like, you could hear us in the in the video, like ah, yelling and screaming. You know, it was it was wonderful. That that moment was so much fun. Chad hooks it, great, all great. I I start yelling, at my dad, go help him out, go help him out, you know, make sure everything's going okay. You know, and you know, it was just a little, oh, what a time. That 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 moment was cool. I, I like I liked it in the video. We don't get enough videos. Like you were t- talking earlier, more about a little more about videos, Mark, and even that kind of stuff. And I feel like we don't get enough videos of each other to explain how what we do and what we're the really out there doing. We're yeah, and yeah, yeah. But that was that was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was a great fish, Chad. Yeah, thank you. Climbing up those hills. Do do we have anything else on the fishing of, of that day? Oh, I, oh, the most beautiful brook trout I've ever caught in my life. I have a picture of it. Yeah. No, no, I don't. You do. You caught that one when you're away from us. That orange one? Yeah, you caught that by yourself. Was it? Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe I did. And then the, the last one the I last caught, 
I never got a picture of that fish. I don't have a picture of that fish because Chad took them all. I have them. I thought I sent them to you. Mm. Oh, I'll give them to you. Yeah, but that was cool fish. Yeah, I mean, it was every, like you said, every hole. You know, and then we, it was fun to like, you know, you got three guys hopping around. Well, the next big hole is your hole. Oh, no, you messed up that hole. Oh, no, it's this guy's turn. Uh, you know, you keep going along and like, then we can do. You know, it was, it, that was, man, like I said, though. It was nice. No one got greedy. No, it was, we were killing them. They were. Um, yeah. Rick and I, Jay had went up a couple holes up from us at one point. And we saw a baby bear cub come down the hill. Like, oh, okay. So Rick went out and went to look. And he he was talking to some of the hikers. And I guess there was a mom and two cubs. But we only saw the one cub. And we were on our walk out. And there was a log jam of people on the trail. And you could see the. The the grass was moving. I was like, okay, okay. Jacob, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> the guy's like, there's two cub bears and the mom's over there. He's like, well, why the fuck's everyone just standing around? And another guy turns around, looks at Jay, and goes, shh. Like, so stern. Jay got fucking shushed in the middle of the Smoky Mountains. For, Imagine that. It went, shh. Leave like, them fucking bears great. alone. That's what my point was. And Jay didn't even it, it told him whatever. He's like, what, 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 let's just get out of here. Dude, leave the fucking bear alone. You know how you know why people get attacked by bears in the Smoky Mountains? Because they pin them between a fucking these people and these other assholes on the other side of them between a mom and a bunch of cubs. Quit being a bunch of fucking dickheads. Climb your fucking trail. Have fun hiking. Leave the fucking bears alone. Jesus fucking Christ, I'm not here to catch fucking brook trout. I'm not here for fucking bears. But everyone else there was. <laughs> Apparently they were. So But that, that It was it was it was beautiful. Beautiful day. Good good time. I, I was so surprised my fat friend was around uh, was, was able to hike as well as he was. Told you I'm fat, I'm not out of shape. Sheesh. That guy can get up you should have seen him. I, I got some video Outdoing of him. You. I know. No, not not even close. Um, I was doing backflips out there, but uh, <coughs> I got some pictures of him climbing his way up there. He did, he did a great job. I'm surprised he didn't have a heart attack. <laughs> I need a pizza when we go back though. <laughs> How many beers did you take with you? None. None. Oh. I, I didn't even take water with me. <laughs> Dude, we were just we're lightweight, man. I didn't take a pack. I Ruffin. put everything in my shorts pocket. Roughing, bro. Let's climb in our way. I ain't going that far without water. But do we have anything else we got hit on? No, nah, man. I mean, anything just, we're just, forgetting about? No, just there was a bear about five feet from us. He almost ate us on our front porch. All the, all the women and children were out on the front porch watching this bear, and it comes up to the bottom of the steps. There's no gate, no nothing. I was like, get your asses in I this mean, cabin. We're talking eight steps. Eight Steps, Mark, to like How where everybody's sitting on the porch. What? 350, 400 pounds. Jeez. It was a big bear. Huge. And, you fucking mungus. And these people, they're, these people, my wife and my son are two of them. I was like, get in the house. Chad's yelling, get in the fucking house. Everybody's you ripping kids back. He's, he's, I was. He grabbed one kid by the head and like threw him into the fucking middle of the living room and like. Yeah, I was grabbing him by the scruff. I was like, oh, oh yeah. That's great. I grabbed. Jay's he, cousin Shane yeah, picked he, him up and 
yeah, barrel roll. He threw him on his shoulders and fucking ran him downstairs and started playing pool with him. I had mom strength at the time. Yeah. No, but the, yeah, the Bears. Yeah, it was, it was cool. No, the whole the, yeah, the whole weekend was just wonderful. Last week, last day, we got to hang out. Got all fucked up. That was after after fishing. We went back and started started getting to it. Chad had to drive around a little bit, but he he got in his groove once we hit the distillery and oh yeah, started doing some serious shotting. Nice. I did. Yeah. I was not a fan of the moonshines. No, their bourbon wasn't bad though. Yeah, the bourbon was good. Yeah. Plan to get mad, so but, yeah, no, no, I got nothing to hit on. It's a fun weekend. Thank you, Trini. Yeah, man, that that those intels paid off. Yeah, a lot of fun. So, I hope you had a good time in Iowa, buddy, or having Idaho a good time. or Idaho, Iowa. Clo- close. Yeah, yeah, you're out there. <laughs> Idaho, sorry. Bull trout or something. Yes. Yeah, bull trout and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's a big fire going on out there. The the moose fire. So. That's no bueno. No. So, hey, tonight's show brought to you by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. Hey, Rex Hooks. Find them at RexHooks.com. Sims Fishing. SimsFishing.com. Tonight's show has been recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at UrbanFlyCompany.com. Check out Michael at Down to Earth Wealth Management. Queen City Guiding. QueenCityGuiding.com. And check out our guest from tonight, Gray Fox Flies, on Instagram. Hold on. One more thing. Beast of the East is coming up, everybody. Get get in, man. The reigning, the reigning, defending champions are gonna be there. So come, come take it from us. Doing your same team again? Come fuck yeah, come take it. I don't know if Jay's gonna be able to get out of this room. You kidding me? His head's big enough. You kidding me? (laughs) He's got my new muskie set up. Yeah, everybody. Everybody's back's gotta hurt from carrying him. You've caught. You haven't caught a muskie at the beast yet. Oh fuck no. Uh, I caught a big walleye. Poor it? PJ. Hey, yeah, PJ, yeah. PJ. Yeah, I got my, my. You should bring him a brace this year. My fucking money horse yeah. will be there, all right? Yeah. Bring him a brace. Don't you worry. And keep that horseshoe lodged in there. <laughs> You'll catch two muskie a year, both of the beast. <laughs> that was all I had. I was just saying, get registered for the beast. <laughs>